0: It's Friday, September 9th. I'm Pam Jones. Residents in West Baltimore and parts of Baltimore County have been given the green light to consume their tap water again. Construction has begun on a multi-million dollar complex in the city that aims to entice emergency responders to live where they work. A gun scare and a death in city and county schools have left students grief-stricken at one and on edge at another. Johns Hopkins Health System warns they may stop accepting plans from one of the nation's biggest insurers. And what's the human and dollar cost of Baltimore's vacant housing? A new report has some data. It's the Daily Dose from WIPR, our latest reporting on Maryland's COVID-19 response, and the local news of the day made possible by GBMC Healthcare. West Baltimore residents can now safely use the tap water in their homes. A boil-of-water advisory that was issued Monday because a positive E. coli test was lifted today. WIPR's Bethany Raja reports.
1: The announcement came after tests received overnight yielded negative results in all locations throughout the city, said Mayor Brandon Scott at a press conference.
0: We have found no further evidence of contamination and can assure our residents that water is now safe to use throughout the small advisory area and the initial impact zone.
1: Department of Public Works Director Jason Mitchell said the agency is looking for the cause of the contamination, including construction zones.
2: We're looking at water main breaks that could have caused some things within that impact zone, as well as any valve repairs or adjustments. City
1: leaders urged all households within the area to flush their water systems with cold water
0: for 15 minutes before using. Construction has begun on the Guardian House, a $25 million mixed-use building that will include retail space and 66 new residential units. 20% of the units will be reduced rent for first responders. Bethany Raja has that story. John
1: Pannoni, president of Landmark Properties, the group selected for the project in 2019 by the Baltimore Development Corporation, said housing first responders on the property in the South Gay Street Historic District will increase public safety.
3: Public safety is best achieved when those who police and other first responders who serve others at the most critical times live and grow in the community they are a part of.
1: Police Commissioner Michael Harrison said the vision of Guardian House aligns with the efforts to attract new BPD members.
2: We know that having more of our members live in the city and take advantage of our incentives in projects like these is a win-win for all parties.
1: The project is expected to be completed by the end of
0: 2023. Bethany Raja, WYPR News. Johns Hopkins Health System Corporation told patients this week the organization may leave the CareFirst Blue Cross Blue Shield insurance network in early December unless a new contract is signed. Johns Hopkins claims that CareFirst reimburses the system at lower rates than other insurers in the state. The hospital will remain in network for emergency care, but outpatient procedures such as primary care doctors and specialists will not be accepted as of December 5th unless a new deal is reached. The Baltimore County Public Schools Traumatic Loss Team is providing support and counseling for the Randallstown High School community following the death of a student athlete. The 11th grade football player died at a hospital after suffering a medical emergency during practice on Wednesday. The student's name has not been released. A 16-year-old student was arrested with a loaded gun yesterday outside of the Connections Academy in West Baltimore. City school officials say the teen was arrested without incident in the parking lot of the school on Dukeland Street. A police official says this was the third gun incident of the school year, which just started last week. A statue honoring Harriet Tubman is coming to Cambridge. The 13-foot bronze statue entitled Beacon of Hope will be set in place tomorrow at the Dorchester County Courthouse during the fourth annual Day of Resilience event. This year is also being especially recognized as it is Harriet Tubman's birthday, Bicentennial. In Maryland, flags will fly at half-staff until further notice. Governor Larry Hogan issued the order to pay respect to the memory of Queen Elizabeth, who died on Thursday. The Queen visited Maryland in 1957 and again in 2007. Both U.S. and state flags may return to full staff at sunset on the day of interment. We heard earlier from our city hall reporter that the boil water advisory that played much of West Baltimore for several days this week has been lifted following negative tests for bacterium E. coli. We also reported that construction has begun on the Guardian House, a $25 million mixed use building where 20% of the units will be set aside for reduced rent for first responders. The housing problem, aging infrastructure, and lack of affordable housing is a long standing problem that plagues Baltimore, which has the third highest rate of vacant and abandoned properties in the country. Well, a new report from the Johns Hopkins 21st Century Cities Initiative includes compiled data from research done by the University of Baltimore's Neighborhood Indicators Alliance and Open Baltimore. The report is called The Costs of Baltimore's Vacant Housing. Its co-authors Mary Miller and Mac McComish joined Midday's Tom Hall to discuss what they found.
2: We wanted to really get more facts about the vacant housing stock in Baltimore. We're not trying to put our thumb on the scale as to what the exact right solution is, but we think arming people with better facts and more understanding of the issue would help craft the solution. And I think that's where we hope this will go. I was listening to about five different ideas of how to tackle vacant housing in Baltimore. Frankly, it was somewhat exhausting. And I thought, what if we just took a step back and said, let's just assemble everything we can about this issue. And then let's try to convene the conversation about what's the best solution. How can we get all parties committed to the right approach here and get everyone on the same page. So we hope, this is our aspiration, that the paper will inform that, that discussion and that approach. The
0: city has thousands of vacant properties that contribute nothing to the tax base but greatly to the crime, poor health, and other issues that plague residents who live in those neighborhoods. Co-author Mac McComas says there is a real cost to this.
3: The city is spending about um, $200 million uh, a year, and that's broken down between $100 million in direct measurable spending and another $100 million in lost revenue. And And we think that this is actually uh, an underestimate because there are a lot of um, public health costs, for instance, that are hard to qualify for things uh, such as lead poisoning um, or... Um, Uh, the poor mental health effects of of growing up near a vacant and and blighted um, block.
0: While it's difficult to quantify the human toll of blight and crime on residents who live in neighborhoods with many abandoned homes, co-author Mary Miller says
2: their report was able to quantify some of the costs. We did try to push this a little bit farther to say, what are the contagion effects of vacant housing on nearby properties that are occupied? And I think that's an important takeaway here, that a vacant house in and of itself is costly to the city, but it also has an impact on the house next door and the whole neighborhood. So we tried to quantify how much is the overall city's tax base being pulled down by the presence of vacant properties. And that is that is a... Um, surprisingly high figure um, and probably understated because we weren't really looking at commercial properties. We were just focused on housing. And as we also say, there's also a lot of interest in vacant lots in Baltimore, but we were really more narrowly focused on the housing stock, the building. So, you know, what we did is, you know, combing through the city's budget, we tried to identify every place where vacant housing is a, a cost to the city, but there are lots of budgets in the city where there are embedded costs that will you know, include things being spent on vacant housing that you can't pull out. So I think we're reasonably comfortable saying we're probably understating the true costs. But we tried to identify, as you say, the measurable costs, the things that you can actually point to and say that's a direct cost to the city. McComas says
0: to begin to get a true sense of the cost to address all of the abandoned houses in Baltimore, either by rehabbing them or demolishing them, they talk to people on the ground doing the work.
3: The kind of came to the conclusion uh, that, that around hundred million dollars um, was likely the the subsidy that was needed to um, bring uh, that level of housing back online and you know we didn't look at again um, how to uh, apply that subsidy where to apply it but um, kind of came to the conclusion that 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 was uh, generally what was needed because you'll have some uh, neighborhoods where the market um, does make sense to, to go in if you're a private developer and redevelop some some of these homes, but there are plenty of other neighborhoods where uh, the cost of rehabbing a home is uh, much higher uh, than what the market could sell it for. So you're going to need some level of subsidy there either um, to the to the buyer or to uh, the developer uh, in order to to go in and, and rehab that home.
0: You can hear more about the report, the cost of Baltimore's vacant housing and the conversation with its co-authors Mary Miller and Mac McComas by going to midday at WIPR. Org. The Daily Dose is brought to you by WYPR, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Many thanks to my news team colleagues Rachel Bay, Shekinah Collier, Bethany Raja, John Lee, Joel McCord, and Kristen Mosbrugger our general manager is LaFontaine Oliver. The executive editor of The Daily Dose is Danielle Irby. If you have a scoop or suggestion for this podcast, my social media hangout is Twitter at That's Pam Jones. So remember to be courageous and stay curious. I'm Pam Jones. Thanks for
2: listening.